Horrific Network Entertainment. to a episode of the horrific podcast man i am jimmy and i am back with you for another exciting episode tons really to talk about first and foremost we have kind of revamped our um, website with some the help of some content creators on the written side of things so I'm really excited about that. So all kinds of new content uh, coming out daily on our website, which you can find linked uh, um, in the show notes. However, you are listening to this, that link tree link will take you to not only our website, but it'll take you to um, our store, our different social media pages and the top you know podcasting homes for everything and anything um in horrific networks world really uh but i am stoked to have three different columnists you know contributing to different style of content whether it be straightforward uh, opinion or theme park related news i'm i'm excited about it man so some of the stuff that that the, the guys were writing about uh linda blair may be coming to the exorcist i if you follow this show you know i'm not a huge fan of the new halloween franchise uh, I don't necessarily appreciate what they did to the Michael Myers character. I don't necessarily appreciate what they did to the Laurie Strode character. I just don't necessarily appreciate what David Gordon Green's vision was. But if you enjoyed it, then good for you. I'm glad and I'm happy for you. I don't necessarily understand why, but that is really neither here or there and if you enjoyed it then good on you i'm glad that you did but and there's a pretty significant but to this um i think that the majority of people kind of really lost the enjoyment of that franchise more so than most so i think a lot of people are nervous to see what he's going to do with the exorcist and i'm sure there will be several who think that the movie is great and i'm happy for you if you are one of those people but let's be cautiously optimistic instead of blindly faithful if that makes sense towards whatever it is that is to come with David Gordon Green and this um, you know whole whole thing 
the other thing to take into account that I'm really excited for, there's a movie called Killer Teddies or Night of the Killer Teddies or something like that, foreign horror film. That looks like a lot of fun. That's coming out. Uh, I just got back from vacation. We visited Disneyland for the 100 year of the Walt Disney Company celebration. You'll start to hear that on the tribute show. Other than that, Campfire Chronicles, we're rolling along with that. I think that Scream... Uh, appreciation for the great Marley Renfro. Welcome her to Sinister Halloween Time. Hitchcock. And I had no idea I'm a huge fan of Hitchcock. 
So anyway, I had to strip down basically, and uh, then I had to get dressed, and we went over to Janet Lee, and I had to strip down for her too, because just to uh, make sure that our bodies were similar. So I was hired, and uh, when I was there that day, uh, they took me over to the uh, sound stage. Um, and uh, we went up there. South stages are huge. They're like an acre, two and a half acres. You know, they're huge. And this little bitty, uh, you know, shower scene set was there. And then also there were uh, 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 sets from the interior of the mount, uh, mansion. And like, uh, and then also uh, the motel, a few motel rooms too. And. Uh, so anyway, so I showed up, I think probably I went and I showed up uh, for makeup and all that, and that took about two or three hours, something like that. But anyway, um, one of the makeup men uh, walks me over to the uh, sound stage, and we approach it. You have to walk up about, I don't know, three, four steps, and then there's a square like this before the door. Well. There's a red flashing light that said, close set, no admittance. So I thought, wow. So, open the door, and off to the right is a set of bleachers. And uh, I had told them, basically, men, there could have been women there. And I thought, oh, God, they're going to see second a stripper or something, or put on a show. And, and to me, nudity was very natural. Kind of you know, just very calm with it. So I thought, oh boy. So uh, go up to the uh, the uh, shower curtain set and wait. And they finally said, okay, we're ready for you. And I thought, okay. So I just took my robe off. I don't know, I think I stretched or something. And you know, did something stupid. But um, anyway, uh, I really, I don't know for certain, but I would think that Hitchcock had a talk with uh, everybody working on the set, you know, the, the grips and the, you know, top properties and everybody. No fussing around, no joking or anything. This is, you know, and so he always wore, well, I guess he always wore a suit and everything, but anyway, we just really the forum there was wonderful. So. The singing where you body double for Janet Lee—it's not like a one-day thing or one of those just like scenes where you have a uh, simple scene. Like this scene has fifty-something cuts. It took like a week to film because of the intricacy of how it is filmed, how it is produced. Like, what kind of atmosphere, I know you said that Hitchcock was very professional, but like, that's got to be strenuous when you're working, we're talking about a three minute sequence in which Mormon pulls the shower curtain back and, you know, you have the classic shot of Janet Lee's reaction, but then, you know, when you don't see her face, that is you, so you're talking about a bunch of different cuts just over and over and over again. Not to mention the fact that digital obviously didn't exist back then. So now you're resetting all those cameras, all of that. Like, like that process had to have been strenuous for everybody involved, I would imagine. I would think the people who set up the camera 
there was uh, once when we had the, the tooth change, and that's when um, uh, Tony has pulled me out of the uh, bathtub and waxed me in the shower curtain, and he reaches under me and to pick me up. Well, he did it with his back, and he got me up about six inches, and boom, down I went. So then they told him how to pick me up, you know, give us the legs under me. So that was the reason of the uh, second take. And then the uh, uh, part that I didn't like that was very uncomfortable for me is when he uh, jumped me in the uh, trunk. They didn't have anything on the bottom of the trunk. It was metal. And they should have had, you know, padding, at least a you know, yeah. towel or something. Yeah. No, I didn't like that. I can imagine not. <laughs> 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 and you mentioned Tony, such a classic horror icon immediately as soon as that film comes out. What was he like getting, just like a round set or any interactions or anything that you had with him? He, as I say, he was just all, he, um, he was all business, really. Just calm and just, uh, you know, like this, and you just went on. And, and so when we do the, um, the close-up where I grab for the shower curtain, I have my ring thing in my right hand I, um, it, uh, it has, uh, it got cut off and it got transformed. And I thought, that's going to show, um, should I mention it to him? That, you know, well, I don't know. And then I, I thought, oh my God, I got to mention No, I don't know, it's scared to, whatever. So I think it's better to mention it now than have him notice it and then come back at me and say, you should have told me that. So, I did. I told him that, um, if you want to hear the story, I was uh, three years old and we were in Texas and uh, my brother, he's four years older than me, he was uh, mowing the lawn with a push mower and so he's coming at me and I reached down to help him and when I reached down, bang, off it went. Amazing. Just Anyway, I uh, finally found a doctor, but I'll tell you, all he did was clean it up, stick it back together, and then wrapped it and soaked it in cod liver oil and put a splint on it. I have uh, all my blood vessels, my capillaries grew back, the bone grew back, it calcified, but all the nerves, everything. I know. That's wild. Anyway, so uh, I told him that story. He said, aw, he said, it didn't happen that way. He says, you were blowing your nose and sneezed and you blew the, your finger off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the classic thing that everybody's always heard, since I was a kid, I know I have always heard it, is that the black and white cinema, the psycho shower scene, they use chocolate syrup instead of Her cheese. So it was mixed with water to okay. give the right consistency. You get a little taste. I don't remember. I don't think so. I know what it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> that, just that whole process. Because uh, uh, I heard a story about him in film school when we were studying like sound design and stuff. There was a story that uh, they told us that they literally had the Foley microphone and Hitchcock was on the stage and they're stabbing fruits and he's waiting to hear like the perfect fruit with the knife cutting through it 
my husband and I were vacationing up in the mountains, and uh, we saw the program, and it said, uh, if you've got the sequence, you're going to call this number. So I didn't have paper and stuff. So we made sure we watched it again. And uh, so I got it, and I called, and I said, um, I'm not famous, but I did something famous. And then I said, you know, I was definitely double in the chalice. So right back then, I got a call. And so we went down, and uh, Terry Barr was one of the panelists on there. So uh, there, and there are a couple others that I know the days, but now I don't. I mean, at the moment, I don't. Um, so at a break, uh, somebody asked me, well, how is Janet, you know? And my stock answer has always been that she was cold. She was, she was not, not cold. She was cold. Yeah, and not, you know, uh, not high to me or anything, nothing, nothing. You know, everybody else that came on, their miles and Gavin and stuff, they'll come, you know, talk, that's a question. But anyway, I was going to say, she's cold. And Terry Bar uh, Garb pops up and she said, She's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting uh, to hear that because there's uh, that kind of going around about her daughter right now with the new Halloween movie coming out about her being kind of cold. Yeah. Which you wouldn't necessarily think. Yeah. But well, it kind of just shows you that you only see so much with yes. uh, movie TV personality. Mm -hmm. um, with that, Kind of, what was your reaction? Because here you are, you're in this film, Psycho. It takes the world literally by storm, and she isn't copying to it. And I thought I'd read somewhere that, that Hitchcock says finally said that you were in it too. Yes, right? uh -huh. it took a it took a few years, but he did. I don't know how many years. Could have been one. Could have been months. I don't know, but I know he did. Concept of that keeping you a secret like, oh, overall, it. like yeah. you know, Marley Rental was Janet Lee's bodyguard. No one yeah. knew for so long. Like yeah. to go, and then I'm sure there was press with Janet Lee, like you said, her autobiography. Like they're just pretending yeah. that you know it's Janet Lee the whole time. Yeah, it's like, carrying along with the pretense. Right, right, right. And so here you are, and it's like, well, damn. What about you know Marley's in there for a week doing the bodyguard? Why she needs to come up even stoop. And the reception to that movie, I would imagine, made it harder for you. It'd be one thing if like the movie was just ragdolled by the critics and Hitchcock's lost his touch, he doesn't know what he's doing, what is this? It'd be one thing for you to be like, Oh yeah, no, that's all Janet Lee. But the fact that this thing just immediately came 
action slasher. It, it, it really invented the, the slasher genre uh, yeah. for Norman Bates. And for them to just kind of sweep you under the rug, so to speak. I didn't mind it. I wasn't, that was the first, uh, really the first movie that I did. I yeah. didn't belong to uh, SAG until I did, uh, I did two girly movies after that. And so I had to join SAG, screen acting skills. I, I belong to uh, um, AFTRA, which is, uh, uh, that's a, a tape, you know. Now they're just combined, yes, I even active film and tape. Did you guys ever get a chance, you and Hitchcock specifically, did you ever get like a chance to reconcile after you knew he's speaking in secret? Did you ever like say, like, hey, I'm not like you? No, uh -uh. you know, uh, Everybody had to dis, uh, sign a disclaimer at uh, whenever I guess anybody was hired. You know, I had to uh, sign up when I was hired, and uh, not to discuss the film. So I never, I didn't, I never discussed it. Uh, you know, uh, when it came out, uh, I mentioned it. You know, to a few friends, but. Um, Unless you talk to people really in show business and stuff, they don't really uh, get it too much, or they didn't, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, shortly, um, about four weeks or so, a month or so, after I did Psycho, uh, Playboy flew me to Chicago to uh, uh, film, um, uh, shoot the, uh, I'm on the uh, September 1960 issue of uh, Playboy. And then also shot um, and two full pages in the July issue. But while there, uh, they were doing the finishing touches on the very first Playboy Club. So I said, um, if I go home and pack up, I was living in Hollywood. If I go home and pack up and come back, can I have a job there? Sure. So I did. I went home, packed up. I did this so many times in my life, and went back and got a job. And I uh, worked the uh, door. I uh, had, to, uh, had to have a key to get in, and uh, they had a magnetic for you put them up there. Well, I saw that the cocktail waitresses really didn't get a lot of money. I was just salary. So I said, uh, can I be uh, a waitress? Sure. Do you have experience? No, no, she said. So I quit, and I got a job as a uh, waitress at a uh, local uh, jazz club. Uh, I think Gene Kruger was playing there at that time. But uh, I was there about a couple of weeks. I was a waitress, so I back to Playboy and uh, asked again and experienced, yes, so I had a job. And yes, it, it made a lot of money. At that time, you get a drink, any cocktail lounge or whatever, and it was 35 cents. At the club, it was $1.50, and they didn't have any problem with getting that. The, uh, oh, wait a minute. So, what brought me to this, I always think that I'm kind of, anyway, uh, Playboy, I mean, uh, a Psycho, uh, and my um, uh, my roommate, she said, uh, oh, Psycho's showing, let's go look, you know, let's see it. And I thought, oh, how boring, I saw, you know, really, I saw uh, quite a bit, because I saw the when they did some interior shots, and then also on the interior side of the cabinet. Uh, interior of the hotel. Motel, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I went to see it. 
scared me half to death. <laughs> I had no idea. It's funny how that works. Like you see the, it's only 22, like the most craziest like horror movie you can imagine. When you get to interview with people who are in those movies, mm-hmm. they're always the nicest people. Mm-hmm. And you put them on screen and they're just butchering people. Yeah, yeah. But it's all fantasy. Yeah, it's all, it's all make-believe. Yeah. Um, the uh, fact that you are both in one of the most famous movies of all time and graced the cover of one of the most famous magazines of all time is a pretty rad uh, accomplishment to be able to say for yourself. What was uh, your experience working with Playboy? Did you get to meet Hugh? Oh, yeah. In fact, um, Hugh, um, when when they uh, mailed me there, flew me there, uh, I had to be, I met him as it uh, was my, uh, uh, what is it, exit interview. And he's the one I asked about working there. And uh, so uh, when I when I went back home to pack and everything, I uh, had a dear friend uh, that I talked with. And I told him, you know, that I'm going to you know, work there. And he says, uh, you just stay away from this or from uh, I wanted to, um, I wanted to have a, uh, I think it's like a 55 a Mercedes convertible, the old type, you know, with the money boards and everything. And yeah. I never made enough money. You know, and I flew all over the place, so I never, you know, would have been good. But he had a, a Mercedes too, so I made sure we talked about Mercedes, basically. So, just different lifestyles, that's all. Movie, and you went on and you made a couple more, but now you fast forward to that documentary that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. What was it like getting like that phone call? Is now so many years later, finally here comes the documentary, which really details the details, but the amount of work that went into that whole sequence. Like, was it just like a total blast for the past for you? I don't know. I don't remember. I really don't. Um, uh, I take things almost everything matter of fact, you know, so um, he explained what he was doing and, and um, so made arrangements and then went down and uh, for a, a good day uh, I uh, did my part, it's all interviews yeah. that I did. Um, I'm gonna, uh, I, the other two movies that I did, um, one was, um, it's called uh, Tonight for Ship. And it starts out, it's a cowboy who's on a horse and he's riding along in the desert and a rattlesnake or something. Is, and a horse shies and he falls off and it's his head. So after that, uh, every once in a while he'd get a crick in his neck. He'd go like this and he'd open up his eyes and if there were any women there, they didn't have uh, a blouse on. They were new down to the waist. So, and I mean, it was risky at that time. And geez, they sort of television now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I did that. And then uh, 
I've got a call to work with um, Francis Ford Coppola, That's the right. director. Yeah. And uh, he filmed a part of that movie. And, but anyway, when uh, he was still a uh, student at uh, UCLA Film School, and this was his first film. So anyway, and working with him, I thought back to Hitchcock, and he reminded me so much of Hitchcock. I mean, he just, the way he handled me, explained things, and just was prepared and all of that stuff, uh, I thought this young man really is going someplace, you know? And of course he had, I didn't have anything to do with it, you know, but I, I just, I'm so proud, yeah, you know, yeah. to have known him at the beginning. The fact that you have worked with Coppola and Hitchcock. Yes. There's not too many people in the world. All in the same that. year. Jeez. In 1960. You started off just blazing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, ended. That was about the last thing I did. The legacy in which you leave behind, I think, is one that, as a horror movie fan, everybody definitely needs to have an appreciation for the fact that were kept a secret for so long, I honestly think it's kind of a travesty. Oh, I think and it's wonderful. Yeah, somebody mentioned to me, uh, I don't know, a couple years ago, and uh, they said, oh, it's a shame, you know, people didn't know then. And I said, you know, no, I said, uh, then I would have taken it for granted, you know? Mm -hmm. But now, it's just a blossom of my life. It really has. I have, last 10 years, I've enjoyed it so much. Uh, Robert Graysmith, uh, he wrote, he wrote uh, Zodiac, uh -huh. he wrote my biography. Uh -huh. It's called uh, the, the Girl in Alfred Hitchcock Shower. But he was a huge fan of mine when I was modeling. In fact, when he was 18, 18 or 19, he had my cover, my Playboy cover up on his wall. Wow. That's a pretty cool full circle story. It is, yeah. It, yes, it's amazing, the circles. I went horseback riding with uh, Steve McQueen on the uh, uh, beach of Malibu. Holy smokes. <laughs> like, you are just touching, like, the fandom of which is me. Like, yeah. you're name dropping. Like, it's not like you're like, oh, I hung out with this guy and that guy. Like, you, yeah, like, that is really, really that awesome, fun. man. I knew the director, uh, oh, now, uh, Richard Donner, and he turned out to be the directing uh, McQueen and uh, Water, one and Gather Lillard. Well, I lived down in uh, Santa Monica, just right off the beach. Three blocks up. Anyway, he called and he said, uh, hey, we're filming, it didn't say who, whatever. He said, we're filming up in uh, Malibu. If you're not doing anything, come on up. So I did. And then I find out it's uh, Steve McQueen, but I'm just standing, you know, and uh, they uh, bring the horses in and get a break. And he comes up to me, uh, McQueen. And he says, uh, do you ride? And I said, yeah. And he said, do you want to go riding? And I said, sure. So we did. <laughs> no. <laughs> My dad owns a motorcycle dealership. And so Great Escape is probably oh, is, like, yeah. the freaking lips for yeah, something. So yeah. you'd be extremely jealous that you have to go to work. I saw him again. Uh, we lived uh, after that. I married the children. And, um, we lived up in uh, Nichols Canyon, and he comes up my driveway, and he says, hi, <laughs> and I said, hi. <laughs> that's 
But people come to see me. There was a house beyond, and he was interested in that. I didn't really have any information on it. We talked a little bit. That was it. These stories, I wish we had like hours to sit here and talk because I know. I'm sorry, yes. <laughs> I know you probably got a ton more that you could share about just growing up and knowing these names you know, throughout after breaking in and, and meeting the people that you've gotten to meet. I know you have copies of your book over at your table. Mm -hmm. I know you also have like the dopest thing ever, which is a psycho shower curtain at your table that, yes. that you are signing. So, Please be sure to visit Marley at our table for the rest of today. And I thank you so much. Well, thank Jim Rex. So there was our interview with Marley Renfro. Man, I'm like I said, so you know excited, ecstatic to really get to talk to her as we always do get to talk to her. And uh, or as we get to talk to some great guests, I should say, uh, Sinister Creature Con, got to remind you, Nick Castle, the cast of Clerks, Reanimator, RoboCop, just some of the featured titles that will be part of Sinister Creature Con this June, Father's Day weekend. Cannot wait to have you guys out to Sacramento once again. It's going to be a fun weekend. It's going to be filled with outstanding memories and yeah fun is really i think the overall theme of what that weekend will be as it is all the time at sinister creature con so make sure you go to sinistercreaturecon.com to get your tickets and we will uh, link that in the show notes as well thank you for listening tomorrow's you know, this is not on the normal day, obviously, but tomorrow's Campfire Chronicles, a little bit of a different one, featuring some of the wrestling matches that we have posted uh, as part of the Campfire Cup. And then we'll be back next week as we are talking The Last of Us and Dungeons and Dragons going into what will be another crazy uh, experience with the Horrific Network Showcase wrestling matches uh, which will be fun as we watch those matches with video game representations that will also be a, a stream you can watch that online um, of ourselves fighting each other for the first titles in the campfire cup so exciting stuff to come for sure uh, with campfire chronicles I'm, I'm pretty stoked on it man but until then thank you for listening May the stars light your way throughout all your journeys. May the stars light your way throughout all your days. May you see all the world, systems, stars, and planets. May the stars light your way and see you safely home. Did you like that?